Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. to the 30 podcast here's your host jazz kang all right sixers fans welcome to a new episode of the 30 i'm your host jazz kang before we jump into things don't forget subscribe to the liberty ballers podcast network you can catch us wherever you get your fix and of course check us out at sbnation.com joining me for this one he's the agent to the stars represented hall of famers like steve young troy aikman lennox lewis if you look at the boxing world mr lee steinberg lee first off we were talking a little bit before we started rolling here. How exciting is it for you that we're in the middle of the big, basically the biggest months of the of the sports calendar throughout the year? It's a, a sports extravaganza, and uh, it's almost hard to know how many television sets you need because you have simultaneously the World Series going on in baseball. You have high school, college, and professional football. You have hockey started again. You have the NBA going. I mean, it's uh, a three ring circus and uh, it's the most exciting time of the year for any hardcore sportsman. That's right. And, and then my girlfriend hates me because I got three TV set up and there's nothing but sports on all the time. So I apologize. Exactly. You can't watch can't watch Bachelor in Paradise live when I'm around. Right. That's that's <laughs> got to be the rule. Um, wanted to ask you one thing quickly before we jump into some Sixers talk. One of your clients likely looked at as as the best player in the NFL, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. I uh, was drafted 10th overall. So a lot of teams missed out on him, including my Niners. But I wanted to ask you this right now, looking at this from a Philly perspective, the Eagles are seven and zero. looking across at the AFC. You got the chiefs, you got the bills. When you look at Patrick Mahomes himself, in your opinion, as his agent, and obviously you have a, your own personal relationship with him. What makes him so great as a quarterback? First of all, he has a really steady, even disposition. So he doesn't get too high or too low. Second of all, he does the work ahead of time, all the preparation, all the studying. Uh, what you see in terms of a game is the tip of the iceberg. But what goes into it is a tremendous amount of physical training, a tremendous amount of playbook preparation, watching films. So he's got that competitive edge where he wants to work uh, to get better. And then what every great franchise quarterback has and has to have is the ability in critical situations, especially in adversity, um, throwing a couple interceptions, game getting out of hand, maybe the crowd starting to boo. What do you do then? Can you compartmentalize, adopt a quiet mind, and elevate your play in those moments to take a team to and through victory and to and through the playoffs into the Super Bowl? So it's it's performance in critical circumstances and the ability to look beyond the adversity of the moment and see a brighter outcome. 
Yeah, he's he's been phenomenal to watch. He put a whooping on, like I said, the Niners are my team, put a whooping on him a couple of weeks back and, and obviously beat them in the Super Bowl. And so you watch an athlete like that doing what he's doing. Uh, it's been a treat. I, I think even if you're just a casual football fan, obviously there's a lot of Chiefs haters out there now too because Pat's so good at his job. I uh, want to transition over to the NBA, talking about the Sixers. Looking at what happened with the league ruling, uh, basically took away two second round picks for the Sixers for 2023 and 2024 uh, for their signings of PJ Tucker, Daniel House, who basically everybody knew that the Tucker signing was going to happen before free agency even opened. From your perspective as an agent, and I know that like Woj reported that, hey, they're going to try and look at eliminating that rule that we're going to look at tampering because it's just so rampant. So when you're looking at it from an agent's perspective, and I, we know you, Lee, you haven't done this, of course, right? Uh, but how often are deals done before the actual legitimate opening of free agency? And do you think the league should just kind of go go away from that rule as well, the way Woj has, has said that the, the NBA is looking at doing? I do, because I think that in normal relationships between uh uh, if if you would have a free agent, the time to be looking for his alternatives is well before the time that uh, he goes ahead and signs. And you're already prospecting and looking for alternatives. And uh, the discussions between agents, players, teams go on perpetually. And so um, those rules can exist, but I'm not even sure it what they're protecting or who they're protecting, because um, uh, it's really hard to monitor those discussions. The enforcement of the rules is really random because um, how can you monitor what discussion I or someone else might be having in terms of five other clients and then the name gets tossed in and you start to uh, uh, speculate about this position or this position and I don't see where there's uh, real harm in, in the whole situation. Um, and it just gives advanced time for people to start speculating about what their future options are. So uh, uh, I wish that the Sixers had not lost those draft picks and, and that the rule wasn't there. Yeah, because looking at that, and people have said this too, like what this ends up doing is you're taking away an opportunity really from two guys who might not have had it as second round picks, right? You're taking away two two jobs in the league and the PA obviously not, not happy with that. And the Sixers now don't have a tradable pick until 2029, which is their own first rounder. So again, not a lot of wiggle room for Daryl Morey in terms of looking at future assets. I uh, wanted to ask you this too, sticking with that topic. How often, like, let's say you're going into free agency, and I know obviously we're we're just started the season, so free agency won't be coming around until next July, basically, we're looking at. But when you're going into the free agency period, do you do your clients basically come to you and say, hey, these are the teams we want to go to, and this is where, or this is like the destination that I want to be at, and let's find a way to get it done? Or is it kind of a little bit more open-ended that it's, hey, let's see what, what teams come to us, what our options are? Like, how does that work from your perspective? The first thing you want to do is focus uh, your client on what his priorities are. So if you take issues like short-term economic gain, money you get in a quick pop, long-term economic security, how long a contract is guaranteed for, how many years it covers. But then you start to look at geographical location, uh, the quality of coaching, the, whether or not the team's a winner, what the role of the player will be, the system that uh, the team plays, the facilities, um, the teammates. Um, you start to set up criteria that are critical for one player or another. 
it might be critical for one player to be closer to the West Coast, or it might be critical for one player to play, you know, to be a, a two, or and in this system, he doesn't fit quite there. Um, it might be critical. One player is desperate to get to an NBA championship. You know, another player's been there and and just wants to max out money. So each player is going to have a different list. So you try to set that up and then take a look at the teams that may be available and try to do some predicting because the deck shuffles all the time. And so if you're sitting in the middle of a season trying to anticipate the end, um, a, a, a rookie may develop and turn into a star in the second half of the system. Somebody may suffer an injury that that uh, the a coach may get fired. You've got all sorts of variables, but you want to be as predictive as possible so you can anticipate how the chessboard looks before you get into it. And you want that player focused on what it could look like at that point. So you have a precise battle plan as you head into free agency. You know where you want to go and move as deliberately and quickly as you can. So in a game of musical chairs, you're not the one left without the chair. And looking back at the, at the offseason, you mentioned, you know, obviously you want to prioritize what your your job is to represent your client. And and looking back at at uh, this past offseason, James Harden ended up taking a $15 million basically pay cut of what he could have had um, on the open market and decided to take roughly $32, $33 million, uh, allowed the Sixers to have that wiggle room to sign guys like Tucker House, bring in DeAnthony Melton. When you look at the fact that PJ Tucker, like, and this is what he said. He said he'd been looking at coming to Philly for the last couple of years. At some point, wanted to do it. He played with Harden in Houston, has a relationship with him from that, and then ended up signing with with the Sixers. If you're a PJ Tucker's agent, he comes to you and says, "Hey Lee, get me to Philly." Is like, I don't care what the money is. Like, do you just go to the general manager and just say, "Hey, let's just find a way to get this done"? Like, how how do you do that from your end uh, as an well, agent? You try to present your best case so that you still can maximize the income, but your job is to fulfill the uh, values of your client. And and ultimately, you want to have a happy client as he defines it. And if in his value system, um, he already has significant amounts of money. Let's be honest here. Every player who's played a lot of years has a bank account that if they're good in financial management, essentially is far more spent, uh, income than they'll ever spend. So if you're sitting with someone who's got $400 million in the bank, and now the question is, uh, are they make a life decision for $15 million? It's not like you and I saying, well, if I got $50,000 more, I could add a, a, a roof to my house, or you know, I could send my kid to college. They're beyond that. They're in a rarefied air, so they have the right to make that decision and to realize that they have this one life and and know what it is to be fulfilled. Uh, so, no, you're you're the clients making the decision based on their value system. So, my job is to get that out of them to get them to to be introspective and know what really will make them happy because. Let's take the converse. He signed somewhere else for more money, and all of a sudden he's with teammates and a losing situation. He's unhappy, and and he's calling you every day on the phone. He's rich, but very unhappy. 
Uh, that seems like a, a, a weird thing to me because we always look at it with my situation. Like if I had money that much money, I'd be I'd be happy as hell. But again, I mean, that, you don't, don't look at it like that. that. That's why you have to move your your brain into rarefied and strange uh, uh, circumstances. Yeah, well, hopefully, Lee, I mean, the Powerball is 1.2 billion tonight. So we'll see if uh, if that works out uh, tomorrow. But uh, all right, Lee, let's jump into a couple of more things. Want to do that after a short break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to jump in this as well because the Brooklyn Nets have been the story of the early NBA season just in terms of all the drama and they have been for the last couple of years you had the Kyrie Irving stuff uh coming out with a lot of people took as anti-semitic uh remarks on on his social media posts he doubled down on that during a post-game interview looking looking at this now as an agent right like you mentioned right now hey some guys are going to be a I'm unhappy playing here uh maybe I don't want to play with this guy I'm sick of his attitude how often does that happen as an agent? Do do your clients reach out to you to say, I'm not happy with the situation. Maybe I'm good with the coaches. I'm good with the organization, but I'm sick and tired of playing with this particular player. Does that happen often in, in your shoes? Well, if someone's out there making racist or anti-Semitic remarks, it ought to happen because the minute that we start to normalize this kind of conduct and say, oh, well, gee, you know, it's it's just fine to have this role model athlete out there making comments about you know blacks or jews or whatever um i start to look at the commissioner and 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 the team owners and say who's in charge here um and i think that's a psychologically disturbed individual to begin with um but uh uh Players are really open about how they feel about stuff. Look, we're at a period in our country where people are listening to very different news sources and drawing very different political conclusions. People have a right to different political opinions. Um, 
there should be tolerance for that. But this is off the charts, and um, you know, to to and and we just saw with the Speaker of the House that people listen to this type of talk and take action. So uh, I don't think there's any place for a player like that in the league. Um, but yes, people will call their agents and say, "I've got a, a problem here." What's remarkable is how little. How sports really is a model for good racial attitudes because people play together. If you look at a baseball team, it's like the United Nations, and you've got you know you players from from Latin America and Korea and Japan and 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 blacks and and uh, it, they get along really well because they know each other as people. But uh, in this case, you got a sick uh, individual. Uh, and I don't think he should be playing. Yeah, and, and and looking at this too, because Kyrie obviously, like we mentioned, has been a lightning bolt when it comes to criticism for some of the things that he's saying. And I always say this too: you sure there's a right to free speech. You could say whatever you want, but there's consequences that that come with that. And looking at at, at his position right now, like you mentioned, has a big platform, is looked up to by the younger generation, uh, free to have your own thoughts and whatever. But then again, maybe do some homework on what you're saying and, and, and what you're putting out there and looking at, at Kyrie, like in this particular case, it, let's say you had a client who was putting this stuff out on social media, um, saying things that are anti-Semitic and other clients who might th say things that are racist or perceived in a, in a negative way. Do you take a step back as an agent or would you look at that and say, Hey, this is still my job to represent this player. Like, is there an out for you at, at, at any point there? There would be an out, and uh, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I'd ultimately try to give someone like that some books and some education uh, to try to change their attitudes. But um, just because you're a member of a minority group doesn't mean you can't be a racist, prejudiced, and bigoted, okay? Uh, look at Kanye West. And um, so the point is, People in racial minorities aren't immune from being racist themselves against other races, so uh, they don't get a pass just because they're they they were born as a member of a group that's been discriminated against. And um, but no, I mean you have to be proud about the conduct of the players you're representing. It doesn't mean that they. Don't make mistakes. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Um, uh, it just means that their basic soul has to be in the right place. And if if I find someone that I don't believe in, then I don't want to represent them. Uh, sticking with the Nets here, Lee, and, and looking at uh, the situation with the with the coaching staff and and you know Kevin Durant. I always say this too. He's an amazing basketball player. Personally, has done great. You look at him. You know what I mean. It's earned hundreds of millions of dollars. Won a couple of championships. Done some great things in the league. But it has an impact on. And he might not want to be judged by this. And he's entirely entitled to that. But the kind of, I would say, the effect you have on your teammates, you have on the organization, you have on the coaching staff. Uh, looking at Steve Nash, he's a fellow Canadian. He grew up in the same province as I did in, in British Columbia. Uh, by all means, a great guy. Struggled in terms of taking that franchise to a championship contender level, although they came close 
a couple of years ago, looking at that situation now, and you know, the reports are that they might, again, they've, nothing's been finalized at the time of this recording, but they're looking at bringing in Ime Odoka, who obviously had his issues with, with the Celtics. Looking at this from, again, an agent's perspective, how do players feel about all this? Let's say you're not a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving or a Ben Simmons, where you know you're one of the top three guys on, on the squad. You're you're safe in terms of your place in the league. Uh, let's say you're a little bit lower down. How do guys handle that from a, from a player's perspective? And how often have you had to deal with that? I don't think that um, that the romantic uh, behavior of a coach is all that relevant to how the players feel about him. So what Boston found unacceptable, um, I don't necessarily see as a impediment to him being a good coach and the players accepting him. Um, what that team needs is a strong, soothing personality what they need is the equivalent of what Jerry West did with Shaq and uh, Kobe, where he had strong personalities, in some cases, dysfunctional personalities, all of whom had big egos, all of whom viewed themselves as center stage. And you have to get them to play together and buy into a larger concept. So it's a it's it's a tough job. The talent certainly there, but you have to get them to to buy into a larger vision. So the stronger the personality and the more deft and uh, agile that person is in dealing with each of these people individually and one on one getting them to buy into why however he constructs an offense and defense and a larger plan for minutes played and the rest of it is going to take them where they want to go. That's what you're looking for. Um, because if they break into little islands and little interest groups, all of whom have their grievances and gripes and, and underperform, then you've got problems. Lee, final final question for you here, and, and and like you're mentioning there, you know, having the strong personality, having the right people in place to be able to lead an organization, whether that's from a, a coaching perspective and an executive perspective, whatever it is, that's very important. Um, looking at this Ime Adoka thing, right? Had an inappropriate relationship, made some inappropriate comments, but you know, in terms of it to a female employee, well, with the Celtics, uh, again, kind of robbed himself of 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 a potentially a great coaching career with one of the storied franchises. In Boston, but looking at this, and from your again, from an agent's perspective, Lee, you are you have a client, and I'm sure you've had clients who've been in trouble, whether that's with the law, whether they did they did something inappropriate. Um, they serve their time, they have a punishment. Let's say it's a suspension, might be jail time, might be probation, whatever it is, um, in that hand of the law. But when you're looking at this from 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 you, you have a client who gets into trouble. How do you go to an organization after an incident? And try and base, you know, try and work things out and say, hey, give this guy a second chance. He's how do you do that? I think you have to first of all, it depends on the nature of what happened. So to be drunk driving, it could be so that's over here. And it could be domestic violence. And we've gone through a particularly uh, tough time, you know, there. It could be a fight. But whatever it is, the key in the situation is to apologize 
to show that you've taken steps to prevent a recurrence. So if it happened to be drunk driving, it's it's you're going to AA. If it happened to be a fight, you're going to anger management. If it happened to be a combination of that, in other words, show that you've taken steps to address the fundamental issue. It's not just words. You've actually done the work in the area. So if you've got an anger problem, if you have a substance abuse problem, if you have an insensitivity to women problem, you've done the work to address the fundamental issue. And if you've done that and apologized and been repentant and time passes, then you can move on because we do give second chances to people who recognize that that because everybody in this society has uh, made mistakes. Once you go higher up on the food chain of misbehavior, it gets more difficult. But remember, um, the America loves the fall of the high and mighty, but we also love you know the comeback story, and um, so it. it a lot of it depends on the sincerity of recognition of the wrongful behavior and then whether or not you've done something about it. Uh, and if it doesn't recur, if it was just a, a incident, then people come back into uh, the society all the time. I mean, when they're talking about being in jail or, or serving prison time, you're already far up on what gets more difficult to reconcile, but, um, but, you know, people have problems with substance abuse and they have problems with, you know, marital, uh, uh, situations all the time. You just, um, the irony in all of this is that sports can be such a powerful model for not having domestic violence for, not having racism for it to be such a great deterrent for these things that that's what you're looking for. In other words, um, Kyrie Irving could be a splendid role model for tolerance and why you shouldn't be racist instead of spewing things that cause the Holocaust. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And I think people are getting that the Kyrie stuff is is kind of running its course. So it'll be interesting to see how long uh, people are are willing to accept that just given the fact that he's a great basketball player as an individual. That's a different story. Uh, Lee, I know you were a very busy man. You represent some of the biggest in the industry. Always want to thank you for joining me, getting your insight on, on anything from an agent's perspective. You're one of the best in the business. So always appreciate your time and thanks for doing this. My pleasure. All right. That's Lee Steinberg of Steinberg Sports. Again, agent to Patrick Mahomes uh, represented some of the best NFL, boxers, NBA players, you could imagine. Uh, that'll do it for part one of the 30. I'll be back with part two after the Sixers take on the Wizards. Philly going for four straight wins. So no more Doc Rivers slander, slander on my end unless they come up short in this one. So don't forget to check that out on the Liberty Ballers podcast network as well. <laughs>